0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. I am on fire to bring you God's truth at such a time as this. God is still working in and through his creation every second of every day. You've got to believe that truth. They've been carrying out their predetermined plan of salvation through humanity ever since God said, let there be light. That's the plain old truth. And today, I pray this God cast encourages you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, your hand to the plow, and continuously remembering the deeds of the Lord and their wonders of old in your life. By forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward in anticipation to what God has prepared for you ahead, knowing as his disciples, all his workmanship is according to his foreknowledge established the day he said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. You got your tanks. Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life, Experiencing It? or living it entirely two different things hello my fellow disciples it's good to be back with you it's been several months and i know you may have been patiently waiting and trusting that god will again inspire me to bring forth another god cast to you well here i am and it's good to be back i've missed it myself my fellow disciples because i too must preach the gospel to myself every day believe that But I must testify, when God has you focused on what you should be focusing on, you should act on being focused, don't believe anything but the truth. When they have you focus, you focus, and when you do, you'll grow spiritually and physically, my fellow disciples, you know, just as they planned, that's the plain old truth. And I have been growing physically and spiritually by being faithful to the calling that God has placed on my life at this time. My fellow disciples these past several months have been totally amazing physically and spiritually. And I've been tremendously challenged both physically and spiritually as well. That's the simple truth. And when you're walking in the truth of God, living in the light, sharing the gospel, and being and making disciples, you're going to get enriched, my fellow disciples, because it's just the work of God. Philippians 2.13, right? So, I pray God is working in your lives as well, my fellow disciples, revealing his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature in and through the physical existence of that's been made and been clearly seen by everyone. Amen. I will tell you, even though I'm behind the wheel of one of the largest vehicles on the road, I continue to aim high in steering and getting the big picture. And that's in the physical and spiritual realms, my fellow disciples. I'm testifying to the truth. You've got to keep your eyes moving at all times. And that's not just from behind the wheel that's the plain old truth because i will tell you there are people out there and i know when you drive you see them i just pray you're not one of them but when you look around you tell me what you see is everyone following the rules of the road no they're not and then tell me this is everyone living out god's word truth and commands the natural answer would be no. But are they? And when you see, believe, and understand God is sovereign over his creation, then yes, they are, my fellow disciples. Yes, they are. And that's a truly scary thought to think of it that way, that all is going according to God's will in and through his creation. And when you read it in his word... Let me ask you this. Why is this time in humanity any different than any other time in humanity, written and unwritten times of humanity? Oh, because the deceivers are making you think God has changed. Oh, I see. Well, they haven't. Can anyone testify to the truth of God in Hebrews thirteen eight? You testify to what God has already written in concrete and in blood. I want to share with you these past several months of inspiration and seeing the world from this perspective has been truly enlightening. And here's what I mean. Most of the time, the large vehicles are in the back of the pack of the roadway. Now, I know in the front of the pack of the large vehicles, there are the reckless. Believe that but the back of the pack is a very interesting perspective and for many many miles i said oh my gosh i'm driving so slow because we have a governor on it and and it's understandable the company wants to protect fuel and i get that they're paying for it but the reality is there is a reason for that you can be safer you can anticipate better and it does have its benefits but let me give you a perspective that you see others on how they really are from the back. You see how they drive when you look at others driving. Oh, look at that guy, so reckless. Or that woman, she's so reckless. Because, you know, it's not just the guys, ladies. And not what they want you to perceive by how they present themselves when they're facing you. See, everybody looks like a good driver coming up from behind. It's only till after they pass you do you actually see how they really drive. And you know that's a biblical truth. You want to know why? Listen to this. It's 1 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. That would be 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them. And the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they laid low in the wilderness. Now, cogitate on that for a moment. Jesus is actually walking behind you. A lot of us want to think he's in front, but what if he's behind you? What would he witness about the way you walk, the way you talk, and what you think, and what you do? Would he be not well pleased? I'm just asking. You answer them, not me. Amen. I mean... Uh, rest assured, my fellow disciples, my stomach went into knots as well. And I just hoped yours did, especially when you read, study, and meditate on verse 5. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. Now, I pray God maybe has now set the spiritual tone for this God-cast. Experiencing it or living it, entirely two different things. You want proof? You could experience something and it could be real, but not live it one bit. Well, my fellow disciples, you got your tanks. (laughs) Let's dive in. My spouse rides along with me on some rides and it's truly a blessing because she can experience this life that God has planned for both of us. You can believe that truth. She experiences getting up early, she hates it, the planning of routes, and by the way, she's a great navigator, and I have depended on her immensely when my plan required OTR. That's over the road for you lay folk. She's been with me in the drop and hook process, that's delivering one trailer and securing another. She's also witnessed the delivery process, the numerous unplanned delays in traffic and at facilities, Completing the reset process, meaning, for those who don't know, that's time restraints. And my brother Troop, who painstakingly was explaining to me, would be so proud that I completely understand it now when I was scratching my head with a deer in a headlights look when he was explaining the clock and the federal-mandated time restraints that you better comply with or you won't be driving long. She's experienced the overnight stays at truck stops, sleeping in the truck, top bunk, of course not room for two in the captain's bunk, and you must get your rest. It is a must. So you could say she's experiencing it, right? But is she living it? No, my fellow disciples, No, she is not living it. She's not completing the pre-trip inspection on the tractor and trailer, not verifying the shipping documents, the company communication and reporting, and the sudden emergencies like blowouts or controlling the vehicle in heavy traffic and talk about the wind, rain, and darkness. And she's definitely not driving. So she could be experiencing it from the passenger seat, but she's not living it behind the wheel? No. So, you are experiencing God's grace, mercy, and forgiveness in love, or are you living God's grace, mercy, forgiveness, and love? Let me ask you something. Do you see God as the source or the means for where, whom, and what you are and what you're doing and where and with whom you are living? Because it says volumes about what you think, believe, and have faith in the only true God, Jesus Christ in whom he sent, and his spirit that must be alive and working in and through you, and your life is the evidence of the fruit of the spirit. And is the gospel on your lips? Are you living out the great commission and making disciples if you're going to call yourself one of Jesus' disciples? That, my fellow disciples, is the plain old truth. Amen? And if all of this is what is truly going on in your life, my fellow disciples, then you are not only aware, but are in tune with and possess one of the greatest and most important intimate relationships in your life, both in the physical and the spiritual, my fellow disciples, with the only true God, that is, that would be the sure indication of what's real and what's going on under the skin. Now, with all due respect, and I think I might have to stop right here and apologize for my volume and possibly my enthusiasm to be so back in touch with you. I'm just so excited. So please forgive me if it comes across in volume. It's just passion and love for God's word and truth and also how I truly feel about him using me as his instrument I'm just a scalpel laying on a table talking to Clamp how great a job I did. Because without the surgeon, I ain't doing no cutting. We get an amen for that. Now, with all due respect, is my spouse living it? No, she's not living it. Now, listen to this very carefully. She could talk it. She could have stories about it. She could relate to others and quote-unquote give the impression but it's only when she finds herself in open dialogue with another tractor-trailer driver will the driver be able to see through that masquerade. If that happens in the physical, then let me ask you, could this masquerade be the same in a spiritual aspect of life? People given the impression of and in reality under the skin, they're no different? They tell you stories, have the lingo, spout off the verses, and on the surface appear to be. But I want to dive in a little bit deeper because I know you desire to live in the truth and walk in the light, right? So where we're going today is Matthew 4, verse 5 and 6. Now listen to this because it has real significance and I think you're really going to appreciate what that really means so you start really paying attention to what you see and what you hear because jesus said you can tell them by the fruits you just got to decide whether you want to see it as a thorn or you want to see it as a fig you got to see it for what it is not what you perceive it to be amen all right matthew 4 5 and 6 now the devil took him into the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Did you hear it? The devil said, For it is written. I don't think he had a book with him, did he? Hmm. So the devil knows God's word. You better believe this my fellow disciples. His children know it as well, and maybe better than a lot of people we interact with. That's the plain old truth. Now, that's the physical. Let's turn to the living and active Word of God, and consider this, my fellow disciples, about the experience. How could one easily be deceived, either by self, which is one of the worst types of spiritual deception, or being deceived by others? Both, my fellow disciples, are eternally disastrous could people be experiencing god's work and not living out god's truth and in relationship with him well we would have to say yes i mean it'd be natural to say that maybe we could say no we could be unsure these are all safe positions to be in so what's the best thing to do as a good disciple of jesus well what did jesus say about this So let's go find out. And I pray when you hear God's word, and I just want you to know, I do list all the passages used in the Godcast in the episode summary so to confirm the truth of God and the validity of God's truth. God's word by the work and power of God the Holy Spirit brings forth the truth of God in your heart, ears, and mind as well. Amen? We'll be diving into Matthew 5 well this is part of Jesus' sermon on the mount and i have communicated before my fellow disciples matthew 5 through 7 is the most powerful sermon ever given to jesus to humanity and i pray god the holy spirit inspires you to dive into it yourself amen so today it's matthew five forty-five. so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Let me read it again. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So let me ask you this first, my fellow disciples. Matthew says, for he causes. Well, he is God, and if God causes, then he produces, brings, triggers, and makes happen, so that you, that would be why you, my fellow disciples, may be sons of your father. That's why you really want the scriptures to apply today. Because if it only applied to them, then what are we living for? What is God using us for? If we don't, if his word doesn't apply to us today, then what good are we? Doing, living this life, going out, making disciples, and being ridiculed by others. Because God produces, begins, triggers, and makes happen your airship into His kingdom. Don't you want to be there? I mean, it would make sense that you're living this life for something. It isn't just to feel better about yourself because you're something other than something else, meaning it's better to be a Christian and not. But then a Christian is different than a disciple. Because with all due respect, I mean, God said in his word, the people began calling them Christians. He didn't call them a Christian. He calls them disciples. You make that determination. Go read it for yourself. But do tell. What does God do in his sovereignty? Well, God causes the sun to rise and sends rain. Hey, wait a minute. I thought that was Mother Nature. Hmm. Sounds like God is the source. And remember, anything, and I mean anything, that opposes God is a lie. And it doesn't matter how subtle the lie is. Or, for that matter, how sincere it may be. It's still a lie. Now, God calls it His Son. H-I-S-S-U-N. And the UN, my fellow disciples, is the physical aspect. The fireball in the sky. But you can believe the S-O-N-O-N as well. That's a simple truth because he's the son of God. Regardless of whether it's SON or SUN, it's God's. Therefore, we can say since it's his son, it's also his reign. Therefore, let it read it again to keep it in the forefront of our mind so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So I ask again, do you think all men can experience God's goodness and not have his spirit living and working in them? Well, the answer is yes, because God causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and we know by what we see not everyone is good and surely not evil so just because you need shades or sunglasses today because of the brightness of the Sun doesn't necessarily confirm you are in relationship with the only true God it could easily mean one could be evil my fellow disciples yes evil and if it's yes or no then we have to apply nga and for you new listeners that would be no gray area there is no gray area with god that's episode 24 that's the plain old truth and again my fellow disciples god's word confirms it itself all over the place but you must be a disciple of jesus and have been given eyes to see and ears to hear understanding in order to know the truth that god's word supports itself naturally now we've been here before but we're going to go there again and, and where we're going to go it's, uh, it's Luke 16 Hang on. and right here it's the rich man and Lazarus Luke 16 verses 19 through 25 now there was a rich man and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores, and longing to be fed with the crumbs that were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember, that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. Now today, most would assume, and others would strongly declare, that the rich man's many possessions, abundance of food, that that man has God's blessing all over him. But was it really? Because based on what God has testified, torment is the result for the way he lived. So, just because one has an overabundance of physical and material things, and wealth included, sunny when it's supposed to be, and raining when it's supposed to be, could simply mean they are receiving their good things, that's all. And yet others are receiving bad things in God's economy. And if you're one who is receiving bad things, I will testify, have hope, trust, and faith in God, my fellow disciples. Your comfort is coming. But you've got to read the rest of the story for those facts, my fellow disciples. Read on and just put yourself in that place and just understand that there is something better coming, as an old lady once said, and keep your fork, the best is yet to come. Now, based on God's truth, the rising of the sun and the dousing of the rain are blessings of God, no question, but to the earth, for the earth to produce what God has created and designed it to do, the sun and the rain function as God planned it, and do not happen by chance regardless of what the world says. The living things like trees and fruits and vegetables, just to name a few, were created. Read the book of Genesis for your proof. And by the way, you questionnaires, it was the chicken for the egg. Believe that. God caused the planet to produce his generous blessing and serve as a source of life for humanity, his created things. And the significance of the eternal blessing of the sun for light heat, vitamin D, and ability to kill bacteria, just the name of very few. And the rain, washing away dirt, pollution of the air, drinking water, food, hydration for humanity, just the name of very few. And the significant difference is not just the sun beating down on our heads. It's the sun of righteousness rising up in our hearts. Now, after hearing what Jesus said to the, in the rich man and Lazarus, I would bet the sun rose and fell over the rich man as well, and yet he ended up in Hades. Look around you, tell me what you see and hear. There is a significant difference in living out God's truth and the work of His Spirit in and through your essence. I truly believe everyone experiences God's goodness in some capacity or the other every moment. Of every day. Proof Romans one nineteen through twenty two because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. So they are. Without excuse, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Well, you listen to this. When you are a child of the only true God, you are a living example of God's forgiveness. And because you are, you now plainly forgive another regardless of the transgression. No excuses. You want to know why? Well, here's why. It's Matthew 6:15. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. So let me ask you, can any of you stand before God without Jesus? Because if you think so, you might want to rethink that perspective or perception. And I will tell you, you want a good reminder? It's all in God's Word, but here's a good resource, if you will, Go listen to Brother Jonathan Edwards, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. But this is what it's really about. It's Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. And Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. You have understanding that your sin or sins, your entire life was committed against the holy, just, and righteous God. And that sin in that volume is significantly greater to any transgression or the few transgressions committed against you. Now, whoever this is for, you know who you are. There must be Forgiveness. And you want to know a truth? Forgiveness is one of the greatest expressions of love. I'll give you a reason why, and then I'll tell you personally. The reason why is, Jesus is on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did the Father forgive those guys for killing him? They're going to be standing with God in eternity, and you're going, how the heck did they get there? They killed Jesus. Well, he didn't ask a father. He didn't say, Father, would you? He said, Father, forgive them. Everything's yes in Jesus. He forgave those guys. They have no idea that God had a plan. And I will tell you this. You talk about a greatest expression of love, pain in your heart, and you can say, I forgive you because I love you. So do you really love Because forgiveness begins the healing process. You want to be healed? You've been hurting so long. Do you want healing now? Then forgive them. Just as the Lord in Christ has forgiven you. He don't have the pain that you caused him. And love. Then forgiveness is the remedy to your pain. You are living in God's grace because it was by grace you have been saved. And now, living in humanity, you live in humility through grace. And you are extending grace to family members, neighbors, enemies, and most importantly, grace to yourself. You are living in and through God's mercy. And now, you are extending mercy to those who deserve your vengeance and retaliation, but no know my fellow disciples the mercy of God that God has shown you you are now showing to others and my fellow disciples out of love it's just a reminder because believe it or not then again this is what Jesus said in Matthew 10 34 do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth I did not come to bring peace but a sword it's just the same Jesus being talked about in your place of worship. You know this Jesus, Revelation 1:16, in his right hand he held seven stars and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. It seems today many are doing just the opposite of what God is calling his disciples to do. Or are they? And back to God's sovereignty. They are talking more about humanity and humanity's perspective and humanity's works and how humanity has made such an impact on their lives versus God. Hmm. Makes you want to go back and read Job 12. Be careful. And love, my fellow disciples, love. And for all those that need encouragement, just think of it this way. It's 1 John 4, 8. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And I will testify before God saved me, I thought I loved my fellow disciples. Mm. I didn't. That's the simple truth. Not like this. Not like God. 1 Corinthians thirteen four through 8 a That's been on my refrigerator now for 20 years how long I've been saved. And I thought I knew because of what I made. But listen to this. If you need it, and you need a reminder, then print it off and put it in your office or your car or refrigerator because everybody goes to the refrigerator. It's a good place to be on there. Love is patient. 13, 4, 8a. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8a. fails you must know my fellow disciples love is at the core of your existence and heart and if love fills your heart then it will flood your mind and subsequently flow out of you like springs of living water so if god is love and love is at the core of who you are then god is at the core of your essence that's the simple truth and i know you want proof because that's how you are as a disciple be a good Berean prove it DL tell me what it is here's your truth it's John 14 23 Jesus answered and said to them if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him well when God says abode that means your essence is the dwelling place for their spirits. Amen. Well, if God is at the core, then you will as their disciples exhibit love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, as Genesis, excuse me, Galatians 5:22 and 23 testifies, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Listen to what Jesus says as we get ready to wrap up here. Matthew 7, the two foundations, Matthew seven, twenty-four through 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Let me ask you a question. Jesus is not with us physically today, but spiritually. If you want some real direct inspiration, knowledge and understanding, bread and sharpen your sword, directly from god then read study and meditate on his word and i pray god's word spirit life power to act on and work comes alive in you amen as we head back up take this with you cogitate on this how can anyone act on jesus's words if they don't read them in order to hear them in your heart and mind so you will know them in order to act on them to read study and meditate my fellow disciples fits into the word axon to have love forgiveness grace mercy flowing out of the core of your essence is what axon looks like and acts is to prove go read study and meditate john 15. remember romans 1 without excuse None. And you won't be throwing your arms around his shoulder and thinking you can pull his leg like you do others and your own. No, he's God. Now, when you're living this life that God has promised to those who believe, then in your essence, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, spirits, living and working in and through your life. That's the plain old truth. The evidence, you're a new creature. Go read 2 Corinthians 5.17. It's not about how you can be good enough person to make it out of hell. But what if these others are wrong by the way they're living? What if you're wrong by the way you're living about God's word, will, truth, and commands? What if the ones you're listening to is wrong about God's will, words, truth, and commands? What would be the eternal consequence for that, my fellow disciples? And many will twist it just a little or soak it down just a bit. But remember, it's NGA. It's rather the truth or a lie. And that's a capital T. The truth or a lie. And when God delivers you from the domain of darkness into his kingdom of his beloved Son, you'll be made alive. God will give you spiritual eyesight and hearing. You will become a new creature. And the sin that so easily entangled you, you will begin to master over it. Sin will no longer master you. and be the force in your life that controls and directs your steps. Believe that. And that's because you're a child of the only true God. And you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, as 1 Peter 2.9 confirms. Amen? So let me ask you, are you confirming? Let me pray for you. I, I love you and I thank you for today. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Abba, two months ago I wouldn't have said that on this day I would be putting out a God cast. But all things go according to your preordained will. Abba, I will ask everything today in Jesus' name and feel compelled today to read his words over the disciples today. I pray that you open their hearts to receive these words. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with Him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amounts to idolatry. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. And in them you also once walked when you were living in them. But now you also put them all aside, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth, do not lie to one another since you have laid aside the old self with its evil practices and have put on a new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him a renewal in which there is no distinction between greek and jew circumcised and uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave and free man but christ is all and in all so as those who are chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. And Lord, as long as I live, I will live as I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me and therefore will forever proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we might present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. I ask all these things in the sword maker himself, the author and perfecter of our faith, the light of the world, the lamb of God, the bread of life, the way, the truth and the life, the alpha and omega, son of man, Yeshua. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with DL. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great day of worship. I look forward to the next Godcast. I think you're going to like it. And keep walking the way.